0: Welcome back to Core Conversations, a Logic podcast, where we dive into the heart of what makes the property market tick. I'm May-Claire Bolton-Smith, your host and curious observer of all things related to property, from affordable housing to market trends and the impacts of natural disasters to climate change. I want to converse about it all. So until recently, climate change had only been a peripheral concern for those across the property marketplace, from real estate to mortgage to the insurance industry. However, those same investors, regulators, builders, and insurers, just to name a few of the involved parties, are now beginning to change their tune as the very real financial consequences of the changes in our climate are becoming more apparent each year. So how apparent is more apparent? According to CoreLogic's 2021 Climate Change Catastrophe Report, last year the United States sustained $56.92 billion in losses from major natural disasters. To dig in a little deeper into what this staggering figure represents, we're joined today by Tom Larson, an expert in catastrophe risk management and insurance solutions here at CoreLogic. Tom, welcome back to Core Conversations.
1: Hi, Meg, Claire. It's great to be back. I'm looking forward to this conversation.
0: Awesome. So our listeners may remember you, Tom, from when you joined us to talk about the central U.S. freeze last winter in episode 11, which really ended up being one of the major stories for the year. So before we get into what caused the country to rack up this really large bill associated with these climate catastrophes, can you first just remind our listeners about yourself and your background?
1: Well, thank you, May-Claire. I've, uh, focused my career on supporting insurers, governments, and and real estate owners and helping them understand what could happen. How how do you anticipate the risks, the damage from natural catastrophes, such as earthquakes and hurricanes, the, the types of catastrophes that we're seeing today and helping them translate the unknown into something that is manageable, foreseeable, and achievable.
0: Great. And that's why we want to talk to you today. So we started this conversation on climate change last season in episode 23 with our chief scientist, Dr. Howard Botts. And for our listeners out there, if you haven't had a chance to check that one out yet, you must. It really is probably my favorite episode of last season. But it also examines why we need to care about the impacts of climate change. So to build on that, Tom, can you explain this core logic climate change catastrophe report that we just released and why it's
1: important when we think of climate change we have to think of climate change in how do we as a society individuals companies or uh, organizations how do we plan and anticipate natural catastrophes mm-hmm. uh, we've always had the goal of being resilient and um, <laughs> maintaining operations making maintaining our communities after a natural catastrophe And intuitively we as a community have been using um, experience based our intuition guided by the experience to help us understand what's going to happen into the future and now we're confronted where the future doesn't look like the past it's a slightly Mm -hmm. different one and so we need to be able to use these tools and, and data and analytics and we're going to need to rely on them more than ever to help us understand what is coming because we don't have the intuition to help us understand and anticipate that.
0: Right. So when we, when we look at this climate change catastrophe report that we just released, the, we've already mentioned this really big number of $56.92 billion in property damage just from these climate events that happened in 2021. So can you talk a little bit, like what does that number
1: mean? 2021 was a larger than average loss year. Mm -hmm. Um, the number that we've focused on here is folk, damage to property, of the real estate economy. So we are looking at the housing. So we're really, we want to look at, this is where Americans live and be able to look at that damage. Right. It's a significant dam- number, not the largest we've ever seen, but in, um, but it, it means it's significant We're you know, these numbers are, are trending. If we get above average every year, it means the average is moving up.
0: Right, right. So let's dive a little bit into the numbers specifically. So I know we already mentioned the central U.S. freeze. I know that was one of the big stories, but that wasn't it for last year. Can, If we look at the full year of climate catastrophes, can you kind of break it down? What happened specifically in 2021?
1: The catastrophes we see were not exceptional. We, we've had hurricanes before we had them this last mm-hmm. year. We've had wildfires before we had them again. Severe convective storms with large hailstorms, tornadoes, a winter freeze. Those are the same things we've seen, except every time we have to pay attention at the granular level, what happened on the ground. Uh, we had a right. hurricane that had enormous amounts of flood in Philadelphia. So we had damage in Louisiana. And mm-hmm. then we had flood later on. That's significant because that's one event. We have the insurers are you have to keep their promises. Insurers need to be able to have sufficient resources to pay what happens in an event. As these events right. change and are bigger, they're more sudden. They're measurable. Um, that's you know, in a nutshell, what happened.
0: That's really interesting because it's so it's one event people think often hurricane hurricane happens causes damage to the place where the hurricane makes landfall but that's not at all what happened like what what we saw and what you were just talking about is that one hurricane made landfall caused damage in Louisiana and then continued to travel and caused flooding damage which actually I believe was even more damaging than the hurricane wind damage in Louisiana to subsequent places further in the East. Is that correct?
1: Oh, yeah. And, it, uh, and it's important. I mean, we recovered from this. So it's, it's good. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a glancing blow. But we as a society, we have to keep learning. We have to build yeah. up that intuition and extend ourselves again to anticipate the future.
0: Yeah, one thing I, I've always said, and I know I've mentioned it on this podcast before too, that the number one thing we can do to be prepared for natural disasters is to believe that they'll happen wherever you might leave. Like just live, believe that this is something that may impact you because just that awareness is the first step. And whether you're a homeowner and you're protecting your own personal property, or if you are an insurer or a mortgage company and need to understand what your risk is to your specific portfolio of, of assets.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, there, we can, there, you know, there are a lot of different ways we can you know, look at different sides of the coin that we can have the, the fear that it could happen to me.
0: Yeah.
1: Or we can have the confidence that I am ready and I oh. will survive this because we really, the, the occurrence of these hurricanes and earthquakes are, are out of our control. Certainly right now we can, but what is in our control is how well prepared we are, how strong our buildings are, how well prepared our claims uh, adjusters are to getting people back into their homes so that they can get back to their lives and restore that community and keep that community going.
0: Yeah, I, I really love that you just said that, Tom, because that really is our noble purpose of what we do here at CoreLogic is we help families and businesses protect and restore their properties. And that's where the data and analytics that we offer really are out to help you with that preparedness. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I want to talk a little bit more about this this big number and you know there's a few things that I think are at play here. I mean, I think we all are aware that we were in the middle of a pandemic and I don't know if that's ever really ending, but if we look at what happened in 2021, some of the factors were climate change, some of them were pandemic related in particular with supply chain issues. Can we Break down those factors specifically and talk about what contributed to that total nearly $57 billion price tag that we saw last
1: year. You, you almost want to chuckle because everybody tells you this, it it's complicated and mm-hmm. it is okay. Mm-hmm. But, and, and, uh, but when we try to simplify it, cause it is, what do I need? What helps me get moving and, and go through this? When we look at the damage, when a damage occurs, uh, we have different types of events, a, a wildfire. It destroys the whole home. It's tragic. You, uh, typically the, the foundation may is, is still whole. And, but the, the home is gone. And a home right. means the homeowner is gone. We, uh, they all their, uh, um, contents, you know, all the yeah. furnishings, all their clothing, everything's gone. And ins- there is a, uh, insurance coverage, for, you have to live in an alternative place. We call that additional living expense. So yeah. all of that. And we have that embraced in here. And for the wildfires, you're seeing that fa- factor in there. But for okay. many of these other events, you're seeing it's, it's mostly to the, um, the exterior of the building. It's windows and, and roofing we're seeing in a lot of the hurricane and severe storms, the tornadoes. At the worst of it, these they start to look a lot like the, the wildfires because the home is gone. And there were some really tragic ones last year. Uh, right. But yes. in, within, you know, and if we when we look at the damage to a building, OK, um, we look at it in the terms of what's it cost to restore that person to where they were before the event occurs. So, um, and so we call that process the reconstruction Okay. process. And so the, the values that we're calling in here is a, what does it cost today? And we're doing our best to really reflect what's it cost today. And you introduced the term, you know, in the aspects of inflation and, and supply chain. Yeah. yeah. Um, what we're in, the situation of COVID, and we're still trying to emerge from this COVID, we did see a supply chain that was leading leading to higher costs of materials uh, many people saw the it was a five fold increase plus increased cost of pl- uh, lumber last mm-hmm. year. But mm-hmm. We could talk about it in terms of at different times. So, so I play supply chain bottlenecks on getting appliances on getting roofing materials. There, these, there've been pulses and stresses in the system. And we, we, what we saw last year was, um, with looking like up to about 15 percent at different times for different projects of the cost was oh, compared to what it would have been the year before it was 15 percent more so there wow. was certainly an inflation and um, is you know and, and I, I think it's fair to say that much of it was not fully anticipated so it was a surprise sure. and, so, and that in itself what it was a catastrophe.
0: Yeah, and, and we did talk about that lumber shortage. Um, I, I believe it was episode twenty-one. We talked about the construction cost and and supply chain impacts of that, uh, because that and now, but putting it in the context of property damage and what's it going to cost to rebuild? I think it kind of adds a new dimension to it. Um, I'm glad you pointed out that not all natural disasters have the same level of damage. So what we see from a wildfire, we really are, this number is really focused on kind of full total damage and a lot of additional living expenses because people can't live in their homes because their homes have been damaged by wildfire. And tornado kind of is the same, that full property damage versus a flood or a hurricane we're looking more at just i don't want to say a little bit of damage but just a a different kind of damage depending on the type of event that were to occur exactly yeah okay so let's go back to february 2021 um and you and i've already talked about this central u.s freeze previously on the podcast and you know when we look yes this the report talks about, and in 2021, we had all kinds of hazards wildfires, hurricanes, severe convective storm, and other winter storms as well. But that central US freeze really had an outsized impact damaging 12.7 million homes causing 15 billion dollars in property damage and it resulted in 2.27 trillion in reconstruction cost and those are numbers that we pulled out of the report there so why did this storm outpace damage done by everything else
1: from the perspective of a planner we want to look mm. at. We try to deconstruct natural catastrophes to try to gain insights into how we respond and how we improve our response and how we can improve modeling. Uh, right. The central U.S. freeze was massive, uh, affecting 12, no, more than 12 million homes. That's yeah. about it's costed 10 percent of the housing stock in the U.S. That's that's one in ten. Wow, of, that's huge not everybody's home got damaged. Um, and it 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 had a happy ending. Um, but there were there were moments where it it certainly there were a lot of learning opportunities in that event because it could have been a lot worse. Uh, the it was driven from a, a cold event that they had seen mm-hmm. in the past. It was they every 25 30 years. It was it was exceptionally cold. And then there was a cascade of unfortunate events some Great. of them were related to how we're modernizing our electric grid and uh, how are changing the vulnerabilities of electricity uh, some of them are related to how we're, how we're shifting to more efficient uh, means of of, of uh, heating our homes the instant water heaters are more vulnerable to freeze if the power and the water simultaneously shut off than our mm-hmm. big massive water tanks, the traditional uh, water tanks. And that it's it's that type of, of big cascade that could be monumental. Now, now we survived this one and we wanna be able to survive all the future ones but it uh, with these things, but it, it really is important for us to help understand, to make sure that we can address and understand the vulnerabilities and, and find those homes that are more vulnerable. Right. Perhaps we harden those and strengthen those homes. And uh, again, it's with the concentration. The focus is to keep our communities. We don't want to have to force migration people from one place to the other because, well, you can't live there anymore.
0: Right, right. Um, one thing I, I wanted to talk about as well, too, Tom, is we did mention two different numbers there. I talked about damage and reconstruction cost. What? Um, can you dive into this a little bit? I know we talk about this in the report too. The difference between those two numbers. What is the difference between that two point two trillion in reconstruction costs? That's a huge number compared to the fifteen billion in property damage just from that event alone.
1: Yeah, and and thanks for asking that, May Claire, because it's looking at, at damage as a researcher. You want to be able to look at well, how much damage was, and what was the denominator? How much was it there? Was that a did that represent? 100% of the damage, How what we call it as, as a model, or we use the term severity to gauge and look at how mm-hmm. severely was a community or an area impacted. Uh, so we like to look at the denominator, what could have happened, that 100% number. So that 100% right, okay. number is the 2.27 trillion. The, the numerator is the 15 billion. Now, what it tells us is that on average there, it was a low severity event, but that nobody's nobody's outcome was average. You right. either got a net loss or not, but on average it was it was a low severity, but it was a vast geography. And um, it's important for us to just plan and make sure that it's we don't want to have to rely on being lucky every event. Right.
0: Okay, that that's that's a good context I think Tom because you know we mentioned just a little bit earlier how not all events cause the same level of damage. And if we're looking at a wildfire or a tornado, that could be that 100% damage. So then that reconstruction cost becomes very relevant to the actual damage cost as well, too. But it gives you that denominator to kind of scale how severe the property damage actually was. Is that a good way of kind of looking at it? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. one more event I want to dive a little bit deeper into is Hurricane Ida. That was the largest hurricane event that did happen in 2021. We touched on it a little bit earlier, too, talking about how it made, you know, it was the hurricane, but also it caused flooding in different parts of the country as well, too. Um, But I want to talk about a really interesting case study In August, the mortgage delinquency rates in the Huma metro area of Louisiana stood at 7.4%. And after Hurricane Ida made landfall at the end of August, on August 29th, the delinquency rates nearly doubled to 13.3% in September before reaching up to 13.5% in October. So can you talk a little bit about how natural disasters can be a strain for banks as well as for insurers?
1: Looking at some other disasters that have occurred on the uh, stresses on the U.S. economy, the U.S. government is is focused. He's used the term systemic risk, it, mm-hmm. with the with the concern that a stress in one part of the economy may topple over and impact another part of the economy. And okay. what we're looking at here is is you know, when you increase the delinquency rate, you're increasing the stresses on banks. Now, much of that is insured, but a lot of it is not insured. So that means that the it is putting a financial stress on the banks. Now, the banks are not infinitely elastic, so we want to measure, and it's important stress test to see what's going to happen. But it's also really important to start testing these metrics and get people comfortable with these things because we already started this cycle talking about climate, and climate we're going to see something different and in into the future. We, right. we want to test and and monitor and make sure that we are still in in a safe place where we can continue to grow and thrive as a, you know as a nation and as a nation of communities going into the future so we we are tracking this to make sure that these stresses remain acceptable to the interveners
0: so i i like that you mentioned the future and, and i think just to wrap up here today tom what do you think we can expect in 2022 both in, you know specifically insurers what what can they expect in, in 2022 for a year of disasters
1: that's that's very difficult um,
0: I we're not in the prediction business I we, yeah,
1: we but, don't predict business on average yeah. you have two hurricanes in a year one one major hurricane uh, one to two major hurricanes a year Um yeah. But most of the US coast is uh, barren or not, not really densely populated. So we don't normally see a lot of catastrophes. We expect uh, much hailstorm. Hailstorm remains mm. the largest single damaging peril, uh, severe convective storm in the country. Uh, tragically, we will expect more wildfires too. Um, right. And they're a tragedy because the whole home's gone, a whole of someone's life is gone. But what we can also expect. Is faster claims people back in their uh, back in their repaired homes at a faster place because the, with a uh, with this new technology that we just talked about today, insurers are able to be faster in getting restoring the lives of their policyholders. And so, we should see more happiness, more happy outcomes.
0: I like that, Tom. That's such a positive outlook to end with that, you know, yes, we're not in the business of predicting natural hazards, we do kind of know which ones we may expect. But from uh, what we can expect in 2022, I love the fact that technology and innovation has moved us forward. And we are now able to be more prepared and respond better to these events when they do happen. So, Tom, thank you so much for joining me today on Core Conversations, a Logic podcast.
1: You are very welcome, Marie Claire.
0: All right. And thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed our latest episode. If you're interested in downloading a copy of our 2021 Climate Change Catastrophe Report, please visit corelogic.com catastrophe report Please remember to leave us a review and let us know your thoughts and subscribe wherever you get your podcast to be notified when new episodes are released. And thanks to the team for helping bring this podcast to life. Producer Jesse Devenins, editor and sound engineer Romeo Roman, and social media by Sarah Buck. Tune in next time for another CORE Conversation.